When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome along to the start of a brand new week, a short week for most of us. This is Traders Used in a Nutshell. My name Daniel Pedigrew, 3rd of April 2023. April already, can you believe it? We are broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text anytime, 0457-736-736. And we are all back on the same time zone as well, which is uh, nice. Don't have to keep giving out two different times over the course of the next hour. Uh, so we're here for the next hour before breakfast. In New South Wales through SEN 1170 AM with Vossie and Brandy. Uh, for our Queensland listeners, you will get pat and heels after the 6 AM news. Coming up today, what a weekend in the NRL. We're going to get on to that in just a second. Plus, Chris Perkins from America being a Monday morning will join us. So any early questions for Chris, feel free to text him in on 0457 736 736. He'll join me in about 15 or 20 minutes to talk about everything that has happened in America over the past 72 hours. But we have a lot to get through in terms of sport here locally. So let's get on with the show. It's almost two past five. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a rain. All right, we will have a look back shortly at round five of the National Rugby League and get your some talking points out of it and get your thoughts on it. But what about those two games yesterday? Warriors and Sharks and Bulldogs uh, beating, uh, winning in the last minute yesterday as well against the Cowboys. Uh, the final play, really, with Matt Burden. Uh, in Golden Point, it was after Josh Adokar scored in the last minute, in the last seconds. And Matt Burden then had, with no time on the clock, had a shot from the sideline to give him the win in regulation time and it hit the post. And then in golden point, a field goal, a clutch moment. We talked the other week about Nathan Cleary's two-point field goal in that game against Parramatta, which was sensational. Does that beat it? That was so good. And in the other game, the Warriors and the Sharks game, the Sharks led 20-0 early on, and you sort of thought, with all due respect to the Warriors, who have been playing some very good footy this year, you sort of thought uh, the Sharks might post a score here. Shark Park, home ground, old boys day, rainy conditions. What a comeback by the Warriors. There were some dubious decisions uh, in that game. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I thought on the back of Sean Johnson's penalty goal, Matt Burton's field goal, and Josh Adokar's try in the last seconds, Thrilling finishes on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's compile a list over the next hour of your thrilling finishes, your crazy endings, and it doesn't just have to be in NRL. Obviously, we're talking about NRL here, but it can be about anything. Your thrilling finishes, your crazy endings to matches. 
0457736736. The Matt Burner field goal reminded me of another field goal about 13 years ago in a final series. Now, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. I'm, think, I'm sure a lot of people would already know. and may get nominated on the text line. But let's compile a list. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. Your crazy finishes, your thrilling finishes in any sport. Let's see how many we can get over the course of the next hour after those amazing finishes yesterday. And I, we keep saying it, and I come on here every Monday morning, as I have done for the past five weeks, and said, how good is the standard of the NRL? Yes, we had a couple of blowouts this weekend, which we'll get to in a second. But in between that, the opening five weeks have been sensational. I think easily the best start to a season for a very long time, maybe ever. So your thrilling finishes, your exciting finishes. 0457 736 736. The crazy endings in sport. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Our open line number can be here or abroad. We'll get to your texts on that shortly. I also want your talk, uh, thoughts on this, and I think it's going to be a bit of a talking point this morning and right throughout the day here on SEN. The hip drop tackle. Now, we saw three sin bins over the course of the two matches yesterday. Uh, two of them in that Warriors-Sharks game, one respectively uh, for each team, and then one in that Bulldogs-Cowboys game as well. Now, in my opinion, we need to get rid of the hip drop tackle, and I don't think anyone's denying that. But I think what happened yesterday in both the Warriors-Sharks game and the Bulldogs-Cowboys game, they're interesting ones. Now, divided social media, some people on Twitter I saw were saying, well, no, we need to protect players. And, of course, we need to protect the players. No doubt about that. But the tackles that were made in that Warriors-Sharks game and also the tackle in the Bulldogs-Cowboys game, were they sinbunable offences? Uh, Marana Nekora to the bin for his tackle in Talakai. That was the first one that went. Um, yesterday afternoon at Shark Park. And then Dal for Nukin in the second half. And then we saw it again in the Bulldogs match as well. Were those tackles sin-binnable offences? Or have we gone too far? 0457 736 736 or 1300 one 70 I don't know. You... 100% you've got to protect the players. I see, I think it was Paul Crawley writing in today's News Corp papers saying they're the correct decisions. What do you reckon? What say you? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six on the text line. Were those three tackles sinbidable offences or have we gone too far? Happy to hear your thoughts. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or 0457-736-736. And just before we get stuck into our NRL wrap, I want your highlight, your low light, um, and the surprise performance of the weekend. Doesn't have to be in the NRL, can be in any sport. Highlight, what was the best performance of the weekend? Who stood up in any sport over the weekend? What was the most disappointing performance of the weekend? Probably name a couple. 0457-736-736. And the surprise performance. Across the weekend, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Our open line number. You can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. So that's just some of what's on our agenda today. A bit of news surrounding the Tigers as well. Surprise, surprise. We'll get to that uh, shortly, and a lot of other news around as well. But I want to know this morning your crazy finishes to matches, thrilling ends 
to games after what we saw in both the NRL matches last night and yesterday afternoon to finish round five. The hip drop tackle, have we gone too far with the hip drop tackle or do you think those three sin bins were sin bins? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Remember, you can call up any time. You'll get straight on the air. And also, uh, your highlight, your disappointing, disappointing performance of the weekend and the surprise performance of the weekend. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yeah, so let's have a quick look back at round five of the National Rugby League in a bit more detail and get some talking points out of round five of the National Rugby League. Now, we spoke on Friday morning about the Roosters' victory over the Parramatta Reels on Thursday. Uh, 28 points, a 20 good win by the Roosters. Uh, let a couple of tries in. I said on Friday morning, I still don't really know where that leaves Parramatta. I was, I was out there at Allianz Stadium on Thursday night. They didn't offer a hell of a lot in attack, but we'll see. They're not totally out of it yet, and we know the Eels have a very, very good side. Let's have a look at the rest of the weekend. No, Friday night, Penrith 53 over Canberra 12. Now, I'll be honest, I watched the first half of this game, and then when Penrith um, started to kick ahead, I still watched it, but I was sort of flicking channels and uh, watching it in the background. And didn't they just run away with it in that second half, Penrith? And just reminded people that they are still there, I have said, and... A few others have said they have definitely slipped back to the field, but that was very impressive down in Canberra on Friday night. But what about the Canberra Raiders? We talk about teams under pressure, but surely they have to be under a lot of pressure. Only won one game so far this year. That was the game at home. And to concede 53 points, yes, it was against Penrith, the back-to-back premiers, but that is not good at all. And I guess the question is, when does the pressure start to ramp up on their coach, Ricky Stewart? Probably not yet. But if they continue to play like they were on Friday night and have been for the vast majority of the season, surely there has to be some question marks on Ricky Stewart. Now, I know he signed long-term. I know they love him down there. But if he's not getting results, then at some point the pressure has to ramp up on him. And if you cast your mind back to last year, yes, they uh, went made it to the finals. But that was thanks to a very late season run. So Ricky Stewart, should he be under pressure down in Canberra? one 1170 or 457 736-736 and Penrith back on the winner's list. Uh, Melbourne Storm 18 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 10. Good win by the Melbourne Storm. They... Lost to the Bulldogs and the Titans, hit back last week against the Tigers, and then they seem to have the wood over South Sydney and have for many years. Uh, Cam Munster and Harry Grant, excellent on Friday night for the Melbourne Storm. South Sydney, they're another team where you sort of don't quite know where they're at at the moment. By their standard, slow start to the season, sort of similar to what the South Sydney Rabbitohs did last year, wasn't it? Um, it was end-to-end football on Friday night at the start of the game before Melbourne started to control the game a little bit better and an important win. I said a few weeks ago that these three weeks for the Melbourne Storm, the Souths game that they won, the Roosters this Thursday night, followed by Manly next week, will tell you a lot about where the Melbourne Storm are at after those losses to the Bulldogs and the Titans and the victory against the Tigers. Off to a flying start. And news that Ryan Pappenhausen may be back 
in about five to six weeks as well, which would be great news for the Melbourne Storm and great news for the game as well. South Sydney, anyone got a little few question marks against them? Again, very early on, and they still have won a couple of matches. But they'd probably be disappointed, I think, having only won two out of their first five. Storm, though, uh, hitting back well and just saying that they're still a team that can um, cause issues in this year's competition. Uh, then the games on Saturday. What about this one? Manly, Newcastle, 32 all. You thought when Manly got out to a 10-0 lead that it could be anything. But Newcastle, they fought hard. And what about the efforts of Dominic Young, who was dropped last week, back this week, um, and this game was just ebbing and flowing and you didn't really know what was going to happen and it ended up in a draw, which probably was the right result. And you've got to hand it to the Newcastle Knights. Yes, they conceded 32 points, but over the past few weeks, against uh, definitely against the Raiders and then on Saturday against Manly, they've stood up and they've played some good footy. Um, and again, at 10-0 down, you thought maybe... Uh, Manly would run away with it. And Manly, after a very good start to the season, lost last week to South Sydney. The draw on Saturday against Newcastle, still in a very good position at Manly, but probably just come back to the field a little bit after a very successful first few weeks of the season. Really good game, uh, though. One of the more entertaining games you'll see. Manly and the Newcastle Knights, 32 all. Uh, Dragons, 38 over the Dolphins, 12. Good win by the Dragons. Will just take a little bit of pressure off Anthony Griffin. Just for a week. I don't know how long the pressure will be off, but they played well uh, for the most part down at Wynn Stadium on Saturday night. The Dolphins, on the other hand, and I think, well, I've made mention of it a few times, and I think a lot of people have. Um, great start to the year. Fairy tale start to the season for the Dolphins. But I think the question mark was always going to be what happens when they pick up some injuries and some suspensions, and we're seeing that now. The depth is not great at the Dolphins. They've still got some very good players, but they are being tested now, aren't they? And you could sort of see that on Saturday night. Well done to the Dragons. Pressure off Anthony Griffin for one week, um, and we'll see what they could do. And it was a much, and even away from Anthony Griffin, it was a much-needed win for the Dragons, considering they were conceded 40 against Brisbane and then 40 against the Sharks in the two weeks before. So well done to the Dragons. Uh, speaking of teams that desperately needed a win but came nowhere near that, Broncos 46, still unbeaten. Well done to them. They lead the ladder, playing some really good footy over the West Tigers 12. Uh, I only saw bits and pieces of this match, but the scoreline probably no real surprise. Brisbane, the informed team of the competition and playing really good footy, and the Tigers just nowhere near the level that they need to be at to compete with some of these teams at the moment. I see Tim Sheens came out on the weekend and said, never give up, and we've still got a lot to offer. But they're now five weeks in, and look, I know they're coming up against, they were coming up against a team that was very, very good and has been the best team of the opening five weeks of the season. But it almost seems like the Tigers are getting worse, not better, as the season goes on. They've got a really interesting match next Monday, Easter Monday, against the Eels, who will also desperately need a victory. And they do tend to lift for that game. Remember last year's game. Um, but at the moment, oh, I I don't know, and I see this uh, calls, and we'll get into a bit later, for Justin Pascoe to resign. I, I don't know where the Tigers go to from here. Um, you, you compare how the Tigers were playing this year 
to last year. And although they weren't setting the world on fire last year, they were competitive. This year, apart from, yes, they only, okay, they only lost by two points to the Newcastle Knights, but they should have won that game a few weeks ago. Uh, they were okay against the Melbourne Storm, but never really looked like they were going to win it. Against the Bulldogs, they played four minutes of good rugby league. The rest of it was rather rubbish. Um, and then the Broncos, 46 points against them. Where do the Tigers go from here? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 and then on Sunday, yesterday, as we mentioned, Warriors 32 over the Sharks 30. Just an amazing game of football. Um, as I said about 10 minutes ago, I thought when the Sharks led 20 nil, they just picked up from where they left off against the Dragons last weekend. But the Warriors, um, we said it last week, and it was mentioned a few times in commentary uh, on Fox League and other places yesterday, that this is a new Warriors side. This is a different Warriors side to the Warriors sides we've seen in the past. A lot of those Warriors sides, when they were down 20-0 against the Sharks, and they wouldn't have been the only ones, probably would have dropped their heads that it could have really been anything. But they stayed in it. They kept fighting. I don't know if you caught the interview with Sean Johnson at the back end of, or at the end of the match, or the entertaining interview uh, with Jake Duke on Fox League. But they fought hard. And we saw that again last week as well when they played the Bulldogs. Now, they weren't trailing by 20-0, but they were trailing by eight both times. And they came back and they backed their defence. Probably a question mark on the penalty given to the Warriors for Sean Johnson to take the penalty goal. But at the end of the day, what a wonderful match. Then Nico Hines had a chance to take us to golden point and just couldn't get a really tough kick, admittedly, from the sideline. But the Warriors, they just seem to be like a different team in 2023. And what a storyline it would be if the Warriors can... Well, I'm not going to say they're going to go all the way but can make the finals and cause some issues for other teams. Because at the moment, they've beaten the Cowboys, they've beaten the Sharks, they were very competitive against the Roosters. They're looking very good, the Warriors, at the moment. The Sharks, they'll be disappointed, uh, especially after what they did last week with the return of Nico Hines and what they did in the opening 20 or so minutes of that game yesterday. Um, they're still there or thereabouts for me, but I, I probably... I don't think after yesterday you can put them in the premiership contender realm yet, but I wouldn't rule them out of that entering that realm very soon. If they can just play for a full 80 minutes, as we saw last weekend against the Dragons. Really good game. And then Bulldogs 15 over the Cowboys 14. We mentioned it already. Adokar try. Burden kick from the sideline, hits the post. Very reminiscent of the 2015 NRL Grand Final. Sorry, Broncos fans. And then... Matt Burden with an amazing field goal from the sideline um, in Golden Point extra time to win it 15 points to 14. And I think the Cowboys, again, take away the amazing finish. They're a team, and we heard Todd Payton make some comments last week about how uh, he'll take the blame for their start to the season. Well, even before last night's match, they're not the team yet that were running around last year that took a lot of teams by surprise. They're still a good team, but they probably should have closed that match out last night. Albeit, there was some freakish things done by Burden and Adokar. But the Bulldogs, again, they lost to the Warriors last weekend in a close one. But I think most people thought them, and some people thought the Tigers would be the most improved teams of the year. Well, I think the Bulldogs are definitely showing that they are going to be in and around that top eight chat 
if they can keep playing footy like they have and also never giving up like we saw last night. And how good just quickly was uh, the return of Josh Reynolds, who I thought, by the way, not just it wasn't just good just seeing him back on the field for the Bulldogs. I also thought that he actually did add another spark in attack for the Bulldogs. And Kyle Flanagan has been criticised a lot um, over recent weeks. I thought he was okay last night. But when Reynolds came onto the field and you had uh, Burden, Reynolds, Flanagan, Marnie, all in an attacking role, it, it just added another dimension to that Bulldogs attack. So I think if I'm Cameron Sorreldo, I think Reynolds keeps his place on the bench, at least for the next few weeks. Because as I say, I think when he came on in that second half, he added much needed spark to that Bulldogs attack. So well done to the Bulldogs. Another amazing weekend of Rugby League round five done of the National Rugby League. So let's just check the ladder for you. Broncos lead the way on 10 points. The Warriors and the Roosters are both on eight points. Manly are on seven points thanks to the draw. Then a host of teams on six points. Panthers, Storm, Dolphins, Bulldogs, they round out the top eight on six points. But outside of the top eight on four and against are the Titans and the Dragons also on six points. The Knights are on five points. The Sharks, the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys on four points. The Eels and the Raiders on two points. The Tigers yet to post a win in season 2023. 0457736736, our text number. You can call the open line and have you say any time. 1300-01-1170. After last, yesterday's and last night's finishes, your crazy ends to matches, your thrilling finishes to matches. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. The sin binnings we saw yesterday in that uh, Sharks-Warriors game and also the Bulldogs-Cowboys game for the hip drop tackles. Have we gone too far? Or do you think they were sin biddings? 100% we've got to protect the players, but have we gone a little too far? Or were you okay with them? Ricky Stewart, does the pressure ramp up on him just a little bit at the Canberra Raiders? And what do you do now if you're the West Tigers? 0-5 and five and heading into a huge game against the Parramatta Eels this time next week on Easter Monday. And your highlight, disappointment and surprise performance of the weekend. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170 to your text, your calls, and we'll cross to America and speak to Chris Perkins next. It's 22 past five. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. To America and Chris Perkins in just a second. It is 27 minutes past five. Max first step in yesterday, winning uh, the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. Did you watch it? I have to say, uh, and maybe it's different, um, and we're, we're not Brooke, we're on the app to Melbourne. We're on the app everywhere in the world. But um, in terms of the timing of it, uh, rugby league, fifth round AFL, which you'll go through in a second, third round, sort of uh, at least the New South Wales and maybe the same in Queensland, unless you're really into your motor racing, and look, a lot of people are, sort of went a bit under the radar this weekend, I feel, but I could be wrong. Did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? Um, a big crowd out there. I think over 100,000 people in Melbourne for it. Uh, Max Verstappen getting uh, the win. Maybe I'm wrong. Did you enjoy it? Did you watch it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 AFL over the course of the weekend. Uh, round three of the AFL began way back on Thursday night. Thursday night footy seems so long ago uh, when you're on uh, Monday. Uh, Western Bulldogs 67 defeated the Brisbane Lions 53. And then across the weekend, we had Collingwood. Over Richmond, 63 to 49. Uh, on Saturday, Hawthorne, 80 
over North Melbourne, 61. We had Carlton over GWS, 74 to 64. Uh, GWS just couldn't get it done at home against Carlton. Quite a close uh, match. St Kilda, 92 over Essendon, 74. The Adelaide Crows uh, up against Port Adelaide, uh, the derby in Queensland, uh, in Queensland, in uh, Adelaide. Adelaide Crows too good for Port Adelaide. Adelaide 117 over Port Adelaide 86. And then yesterday, the Gold Coast Suns, good win over the Geelong Cats, 73 to 54. And just looking a bit at social media uh, in AFL land, in AFL world, everyone a little worried about the Geelong Cats. Uh, I think they've lost their opening three matches now. Good win by the Gold Coast Suns. So well done to them, our Gold Coast, Gold Coast listeners. We're very happy with that. Uh, the Swans. Uh, they had a good start to the season, but that ended yesterday. Melbourne easily, really, by 50, 134, defeated the Sydney Swans, 84. And we had the Fremantle Doctors, uh, Doctors, Doctors even, 108 over the West Coast Eagles, 67 in the other derby as well over in Perth. So that was round three of the AFL. Yeah, Geelong in a bit of trouble. That's probably the main talking point, I imagine, at south of the border. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime. Have you say 1300 01 1170. I ask you this morning, the, the thrilling end of games yesterday, Matt Burden field goal for the Bulldogs up against the Cowboys, Sean Johnson's penalty goal to get the win over the Sharks for the Warriors. Your crazy end to matches, your thrillings, ends to matches, doesn't just have to be in the NRL, can be overseas as well. Your exciting finishes to any matches, 0457 736 736. The Sinbins for the hip drop tackle. What do you reckon? Um, we saw three of them yesterday, two in that Warriors-Sharks game, one in the Bulldogs-Cowboys game. Have we gone too far or is it fair enough? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 The Canberra Raiders, when does the pressure mount? on their coach, Ricky Stewart, and where to now for the West Tigers? Zero from five and got beaten 46 points to 12 over the course of the weekend. And also, your highlight, your disappointing performance of the weekend, and your surprise performance of the weekend. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 early tastes of a text here. This is from Gary on the sin biddings. And he says, Dan, the hip drop tackles have gone too far. That Warriors tackle was a bad decision. That from Gary of uh, Wildelba. Yeah, well, my personal opinion is that, yes, you need to get rid of the hip drop uh, hip drop tackle, 100%. But they weren't what the conventional... Oh, look, I don't think they were what the conventional hip drop tackles are. I thought the two in that first game and the one in that Bulldogs-Cowboys game, I don't know if you could do a lot about it. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you reckon? The hip drop trackles. Those sin biddings yesterday, right or wrong? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Back to your calls and your texts shortly. But before that, let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line from America is Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Hey, you've been sharing sharing text. I, I'll share a tweet that I just saw. Mm. Uh, it's just a random tweet. It was top of my timeline. Uh, Graham Potter sacked by Chelsea on the same weekend. Thomas Tuchel leads Bayern to the top mm. of the Bundesliga. If only the Germans had a word for Schadenfreude. 
<laughs> yes, well, it's been another very interesting, uh, uh, mate. And to be fair, Twitter isn't it a well? Sometimes, sometimes it can be a very toxic place, but sometimes it's a great place, isn't it? Yeah, the men and blazers come up with good ones every now and then, and that's who that one's from. So I saw that, I laughed out loud. I thought I'd share the laugh with you, with the rest of you on a Monday morning. Yes, very early in a Monday morning. But the good news is, New South Wales and Queensland all back on the uh, same time. Now let's get to what has been happening in sport over in America since we last spoke a few days ago. A March Madness that continues. Uh, yeah, in fact, the uh, women's national title game. Uh, it's set to tip off right now. Mm. Uh, it's between Iowa and LSU. Shock from Friday night, uh, Iowa upsetting South Carolina. Now, it's a mild upset, but South Carolina did come in as defending national champions and on a 42-game winning streak, but uh, Caitlin Clark happened for Iowa. Went absolutely nuts on Friday night. 41 points for for. Uh, uh, Iowa on mm. on Friday night in their in their win over South Carolina. So it's Iowa LSU in the championship game. It's tipping off right now. By the way, that Iowa South Carolina game, ESPN's most watched college basketball game, men or women, in 15 years. They had over they had five and a half million um, average number of viewers watching the game. The game actually peaked at 6.6 million viewers during the game on Friday night. So uh, good results there, and they expect probably expect more to be watching today because it's on free-to-air TV instead of cable. Ah, very so nice. We'll see what the numbers come out, but should be a good game. Iowa with Caitlin Clark, the player of the year. Uh, Kim Mulkey, the head coach at LSU, who won three national championships at Baylor. Uh, and then switched over to LSU and has turned them into a powerhouse in two years. So it should be a good matchup to watch with uh, Iowa as a slight favorite. The men's Final Four, the national semifinals were last night. Uh, the second semifinal, really no surprise. Connecticut beat Miami 72-59 um, to advance on to tomorrow night's national championship game in Houston. Uh, the other semifinal, and uh, uh, I've ta- when I talked about this game, I, I talked about how it would depend on whose style of play dictated. For most of the game, it was Florida Atlantic, and they led by 14 points at half. They they led by 14 points in the second half, had a seven-point lead at halftime, scored 40 on San Diego State in the first 20 minutes. Uh, San Diego State, a team that averaged giving up only 57 points a game for the entire season, was getting lit up in the first half, Mm. trailed by 14, and then came back. And they came all the way back. (laughs) Lamont Butler, a buzzer beater, about a 15-foot wing jumper as the horn sounded to give San Diego State the 72-71 win, and they advance on to play Connecticut in the national title game tomorrow night. Uh, It's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, Two teams. You, you could call them almost mirror images of each other. They both play really good offense. They really both have smothering defenses as well. So I'm looking forward to the game uh, tomorrow night for the men's national championship down in Houston. Chris, you mentioned uh, this uh, next game not on cable but on free-to-air TV. I know obviously we'll have to wait and see the ratings and everything, but give us an estimation on how many people you think would probably roughly be watching that to, or when it is on. Uh, when it's on, uh, it's Sunday afternoon right now mm. over here, the, like I said, the game just tipped off. Mm. Uh, I would say 10, 11 million, maybe. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I would expect good numbers with it being on free-to-air television. Uh, always, I mean, free-to-air always gets better, uh, more TV viewers than cable programs do. Uh, and you see five and a half million average for a, for a women's semifinal. Uh, I, I would expect some serious numbers mm. because even the casual sports fan over here has heard of Caitlin Clark and the things she's been doing, not only this tournament, but this entire season in women's college basketball. And this may be uh, a person's only chance to watch her play this year, and it's for a national championship. I would expect good viewership this afternoon on, on RABC. Mm, it is always interesting um, when you compare, uh, and obviously population obviously uh, is one of the big reasons, well, probably the big reason for it. But when you compare audiences watching different sports, you guys in America, football in the UK, uh, and then you get to sport here like NRL, AFL, obviously big games, three, four million people. But then you look overseas, World Cup finals, <laughs> Super Bowl, the like, uh, those ratings are just unbelievable uh, around uh, the world. So, yeah, it's always... Hey, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to step in here and, and mm. give you guys some credit. You're a nation of 26 million. Yes. To throw 4 million people watching watching it like an AFL grand final, percentage-wise, that's huge. And that's I, like a sixth of your country watching it. Yes, and I think the other thing, when those ratings come out with NRL grand finals, State of Origin, AFL grand finals, all those sort of big sporting events, um, a lot of people, um, yes, there'd be a lot of people just watching it at home, but there's also a lot of people that are out at pubs uh, watching it that doesn't get counted uh, to those TV ratings, especially uh, grand finals and state of origin and uh, the like. So you are right. A lot of people are watching sport in this country, and that's why we love it now. Basketball Hall of Fame, including someone you know. Is that right? That is correct, uh, mm. but I'll, I'll run through the list. Uh, the, the headliners for the... The, for enshrinement into the Basketball Hall of Fame this summer in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, of course, one of the headlining uh, names, Greg Popovich, head coach in San Antonio Spurs. He's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Tony Parker, Pau Gasol, um, also on the list. Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. I mean, these are headline names. Becky Hammond, his former assistant coach who is now the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces in the, in the WNBA. Uh, they've been announced as uh, members of the 2023 class of the, uh, of the basketball hall of fame. Um, also, uh, also on the list, uh, the, uh, 1976 U S Olympic women's basketball team, former Purdue head coach, Gene Cady, who was a seven time big 10 coach of the year. Mm. Uh, Gary Blair, who is a Texas A&M women's coach. Uh, David Hickson, two-time Division Three national champion, and, and the guy I know—you'll ne- you'll have never heard of him. Gene Best uh, won thirteen hundred games at the junior college level at Three Rivers Community College in Poplar Bluff. I know him because mm. I've interviewed him a couple of times back in my radio days uh, when I was doing an occasional play-by-play stint for their biggest rival, the uh, Mineral Area College Cardinals. Uh, during my again back during my radio days, but Gene Bess won two junior college national championships over a 50-year coaching career at uh, Three Rivers Community College. So I wanted to tip my hat to him and congratulate a an absolute legend of junior college coaching uh, on being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Fantastic. Good to hear. And what about uh, after the break, I'll run through the EPL scores over the weekend and we'll talk uh, EPL with John Gallo tomorrow morning. But what about some football slash soccer in your part of uh, the world, Chris? 
Yeah, St. Louis City, the, the, the dream start is over. Ah. They lost 1-0 to Minnesota United last night. Uh, it was a rough game. Uh, Minnesota came in with a good with a good game plan to, to stymie the St. Louis offense. St. Louis had a number of chances, even after going down 1-0 on a penalty kick 12 minutes from time. And it was a penalty that didn't even need to be – didn't even need to happen mm. because the defender, in a moment of madness – Slid in to take a ball away from the from the attacker that had already been taken away by another defender. It, it was a moment of madness that led to the penalty, that led to the goal, that led to the loss. But uh, you know, St. Louis still top of the Western Conference. They play at Seattle next week, so I, I'm not disappointed. I'm more annoyed than anything. Uh, you're going to mention EPL scores: Newcastle beating Manchester United today, two nil. Yes, uh, to go third in the Premier League. I am. I. I. I'm back on top of the world with my soccer. Yeah, some, he- hearing Newcastle beating Manchester United, so I'm good. Yeah, some very interesting uh, score lines uh, across the weekend in the English Premier League. Liverpool as well. I think four one it was. So uh, we'll wrap all that up with John Gallo tomorrow. But you're right, Newcastle in that top four, and there's only what a couple of months left in the EPL season, probably less. So really, really interesting uh, times. Uh, and we'll wrap that all up with John Gallo mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Uh, before I let you go, here is a text. Now I don't know if you're going to get this or not, but let's. See. Uh, hi, Daniel. Uh, Chris, as in Chris, you, uh, comes from a huge sporting family. His uncle is motorsport legend uh, Larry Perkins, and his cousin is ex-swimmer Kieran, per- <laughs> Kieran Perkins. Uh, that one from the Kingswood Welder. Um, yeah, well, uh, any relation to Larry or Kieran Perkins, Chris? Uh, I do not know. I haven't gone gone that deep into my, <laughs> in, into my family tree. I've not found them. But I will take it. There, you also have a baseball player uh, who did pretty well at the World Baseball Classic. I am claiming as a cousin uh, who, who shares my surname. So yep. uh, maybe there's a family connection. I don't know. A uh, real quick update yes. as well. We have XFL football on right now. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks lead Houston 17-9 heading into, uh, into quarter number three. So uh, that's what I've got up on my iPad right now that I'm watching uh, while I'm doing this. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. I'm actually not here Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, having a few days off over the Easter break. So I'll be back with you uh, Monday, next Monday. So we'll have a lot to chat about when we are talking again on Monday uh, next week. Already looking forward to it, mate. Sounds good. Have, uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy your Easter. It will actually be Easter Easter here when we talk next. Yes, it will be Easter Monday. We'll be here on the Easter Monday public holidays. Looking forward to it. We'll speak then, mate. Have a good uh, rest of the week and we'll chat next week. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins there from America. We catch up with him every Monday when we got that uh, full hour show and every Thursday during the rugby league uh, season. As I say, I'll be here tomorrow and then just having a couple of days off. Matty Cox, uh, host of Tradies News in Melbourne, uh, will take you through uh, Tradies News here through New South Wales and Queensland on Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be back with you on Monday morning on your Easter Monday. We'll take a break. Uh, some texts there. I'll get to them after the break. Uh, thrilling finishes to games after after the end of the NRL games yesterday, the hip drop tackles. Have we gone too far with those three sin biddings, or do you agree with them? Ricky Stewart, when does the pressure ramp up on him after Canberra conceded over 50 against the Penrith Panthers? And where to for the West Tigers now? Plus your highlight of the weekend, your surprise performance of the weekend, and the disappointing performance of the weekend. To your text next, 0457 736 736, or open line number 1300 01 1170. 
It's 12 to 6 breakfast, not too far away. All right, you text 0457 736 736. This from Mike. Uh, Cowboys' Tom Chester must be retained at centre next week when Drinkwater returns. I have to say, Tom Chester has been a revelation at fullback. He's been so good. Uh, Scott Drinker, uh, Drinkwater, of course, will come back into that fullback jersey, but I agree, uh, either in the centres or potentially on the bench. He also says, I reckon uh, Hiku missed 1,000 tackles and his attack is flat. So uh, Mike saying that Tom Chester should move into the centres for Peter Hiku. Uh, he also says, P.S. Formula One, I'd rather watch Ice Melt. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, he clearly is not a fan of the F1. Agree with you, Ray Tom Chester. He was very good uh, last night, been very good for the past few weeks. It'll be interesting to see if he does get a place somewhere in that 17 next weekend. Uh, Razor on the text says, the miracle on grass when the Lions came from 52 points down to beat Geelong. For a surprise performance, Gold Coast beating Geelong in the AFL and the Warriors' comeback was surprising. Yeah, mentioned uh, Geelong before. Um, another loss for them. Uh, Gold Coast, very, very good. And, yeah, the Warriors from 20-0 down, I, I didn't think they'd be able to do it, even the way they'd been playing this year. But sensational football by them. They are a different footy team. Uh, this one, hello, Daniel. I think Ricky Stewart is under more pressure than a Clive Palmer belt buckle. Thank you. They just gave up in the second half, uh, or seem to. At least the Tigers put in, even though nothing seems to click. Well, you're right. I, I just think at some point, if the Raiders lose another few matches, surely at some point the pressure has to ramp up on Ricky Stewart. Um, really disappointing start to the year. I know they were without Jack White on Friday night, who's an excellent player, but I don't know if he would have made much of a difference on Friday night. And this one from Andy, morning, the Sinbins have uh, well, decided the games. Just stop them, put them on report and suspend them. That from Andy. I agree. Oh, look, I don't think any of those three Sinbins yesterday were actual Sinbins, but happy to hear from you. 0457 736 736. More text right after this to wrap up the show before break. Uh, Bradley Owl on the text on 0457 736 736 says, where were all of the Souths fans the other night? Uh, yeah, I thought the crowd the other night of 11,239 against the Melbourne Storm uh, was a pretty disappointing crowd uh, for such a big game uh, on Friday night. We've had some really good crowds throughout the year. And he also says, why was Cam Murray allowed to stay on the field after wobbling around after a head knock? Uh, yes, a lot of talk about that over the course of the weekend, in particular on Friday uh, night. And he has... Definitely a history of concussions as well. Good text, Brad. The Owl. And this one from the Chookman. Uh, cliffhanger Sunday. What a cracking Arvo footy yesterday, Dan. Need some more beverages in the fridge with all these Golden Point games. That from the Chookman. Yeah, some excellent games yesterday to round off another wonderful weekend of rugby league. Uh, coming up after the news, Patton Heels in Queensland will be joined by Scott Sattler and Dane Zorko. And Vossi and Brandy will be on after 6 a.m. for our listeners through SCN 1170 a.m. in Sydney. David Riccio with all the the NRL headlines. They'll react to a big weekend of NRL and Cam Smith will join them after 8am. Thanks for your company today. I'll be back tomorrow from 5am. We'll wrap up the EPL then. Have a good day.